Okay, we hope to have Shear tomorrow night and next week, with the exception of Monday, because I have a chasna in Lakewood that's close family, so I can't uh, be at both. And we will try to at least introduce next part of the sugya after we discuss tonight the uh, Tinnik Shanishba. Uh, somebody from Eitz Yisrael asked me last night if uh, there's any way that they can get Marmachemis, and I told them we actually have Marmachemis online as a separate link for a number of years. So anybody who is listening, now or later, if they don't have that link, they could send an email to webmaster at terrorstream, webmaster.terrorstream at gmail.com. Did I get that right? Uh, terrorstream is one word. That's the website for the Shiram. Terrorstream.com, even though it's .org, both of them will work. Mustama. Yep. Try dot com. Try terrorstream dot com or dot org, whichever one. Yeah. Is this one? This one says dot com. This is Gmail. Ah. Okay. Okay. So um, if you can't figure that out, then contact me. We'll get you the Marmachemist. But uh, all the sherm are available there, and we can, we can get you the links. And ICS Machima, so it's Kadai. So I'm glad he asked me. Okay. So there are a number of. Before we get back into the Tinnik Shanishbam, first of all, I have a chance to have a throwback to our sugi from two years ago. If you remember, we spent a lot of time on the images and the pictures and the dolls. So somebody sent me this today. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> They're um, bookends for Heavy's Farm. So he wanted to know, is there any way he can keep these? So, as I mentioned you many times before, good person who asked, and uh, I don't know if he's on the camera over here, you see that? So, from experience, I know that if somebody calls and asks a and thinks something's usher and just wants to confirm, and he tell him it's mutter, it sounds like a big cooler. And if they think it's mutter and you tell them it's also, they say, oh, that's such a chumrah. It's uh, where I'm coming from, neither. <laughs> it's whatever the, hopefully the psak is supposed to be. So he kept on, this is in text, kept on saying, well, such a cool look. He's amazed that he can keep it. I'm trying to tell him, no, that's, that's the din. Uh, there's a bear and a bull over here. And I suppose that he's looking at this now, either because it was part of it or being in Diana. And the bear never made it into the mice and recover in the first place. And the bull did, but if you remember, it's only all four together. There's no problem having them separate. So there's no isser in having this. The bull, the havmin of the isser, and if somebody wants to say machmer, maybe it wouldn't be chumra uh, belotam, is that in certain parts of the world, like India, I have over a billion people worshipping these things. Cows, bulls, I don't know if they're machalic, I try to keep the Ion Tzadarim to our own correct religion. But that could be a Havamin if it's something that's worshipped. You don't want to bring back, people go to the Far East, they bring back uh, all sorts of they have elephants. and also, These things can be worshipped. The bear, I don't think anybody worships, although you never know what the Indians are doing in the various reservations. Uh, but the bull is. So if you don't want to be uncomfortable with the bull, that's not ridiculous. I think the Tzad Lahokal, even on that, would be if you have it as bookends, a bear and a bull, unless somebody lives nowhere near Wall Street, it's kind of like a dead giveaway. So those of you who are giving me blank stares must live in Muncie, nowhere near Wall Street. So uh, 
think together it kind of gives it away that this is not an Avodah Zarah from India, but I mentioned to him, uh, on this one maybe there's more of a tzad if you want to be machmer, but then you have the Shaila Baltashchis. It sounds like he got it either as Yerusha or as a gift, so it wouldn't be Baltashchis. And then he sent me another one with a huge eagle, which is Nasser either, because it has to be all four together. So, if you recall, that was one of our kulas, but it's not a kula, that's the uh, din, aside from the possible Maris Ayan of the bulls, and I don't know if it's only cows that are holy there or other things. So, so I. The uh, no, but they don't. It's not the same of Hazara, They don't. Okay, so that's the quick Hazara. Let's go to the copy in front of you, which is the one-page Biralacha, which we mentioned last night. I'm happy that I was uh, careful last night. We were talking about the air in Brooklyn, and Ramosha's very definitive sheet on it. You notice I kept talking about Flappish. That was a conscious omission. There's another very large from Hamish neighborhood right near Flappish, which I didn't talk about, and that was by design, because the Taina discussion was about Brooklyn in general in the context of whether they should make him want to try to save the other people on Moshe held there has to be room to make him, and his understanding of the sugya there wasn't. But there are various views on the issue, and it's less of a Taina if nobody came and asked him, and then didn't follow what they promised they would follow and if somebody in another neighborhood was asking somebody else at the time then there's um, more to discuss that's why I was focused on what I was focused on I'm mentioning that but somebody sent an email and brought up the fact that there were Peskim who did hold that it wasn't Mishra Saram Daraisa which we're aware of we're just focusing on Ramesh's Shita and the particular issue that it carried with it in Flappish so Ramesh's point the Chakiri brought up was the Chakiri that's Nagea to, unfortunately, 10 million, not yet from Yidin. Uh, do they have the status of a Tinesh Nishba that we treated like almost Ainus, uh, Shagig carved Linus? Or is it not carved Linus and Shagig has a level of culpability? Haraya Shagig brings the Karvachatis, which, speaking of bulls, and uh, large animals, it's expensive, it's a, a vidui, it's a whole to do, because a shaygig is not just, whoops, I made a mistake. A person's b'shaygig forgets it's Shabbos or forgets it's a malocha. That's a serious thing, and that's not considered an anus. Tinkshanishba, in the classic sense, is a baby that's captured and grew up in a desert island somewhere in some foreign country, had no access to anything. And Ramayusha wonders if, in the context he was discussing in New York, they have access, they see from people, they know there are many, many Eden who hold the Moshe Emes, the Sarosa Emes, and uh, would be happy to explain to them, and they don't take the opportunity, is that on some deep level, not easy, I'm not saying we would do better, but on some deep level, it's sort of burying your head in the sand and not looking for the Emes, and therefore they wouldn't have a status of an Ionis, and the Nafkamina would be, Moshe quotes Halutea, Rosh Yamas, even if not Roshayim, but do we have to go out of our way, the expense and the relying on a possible cooler or something like that, to take care of them when it's not the classic Tinnish and Ishba? And Ramesh is not sure, and he's not Lahachmer, as was Rabbi Yoshev discussing many Yidin in Israel, who certainly have access. They also have a lot of negative media. That's whenever we touch upon this. I try to show you both sides of the story. It's easier to understand for me. I think for all of us to understand those who hold the role of Tinnish and because you grow up with the poison and the negativity and the brainwashing and the negative direction on a not yet from a kibbutz, you're not really open to anything, and the ones that made it are superstars, they're superstars anyway. 
But Rabbi Yashiv also understood Israeli society, or Shalmazam in various places says various things, which means it might depend on where they are and who they are, how many generations removed, how much negativity they were exposed to. And that's why this is a complex subject. I, I can't overemphasize. Legabe, Scharn, Anishalom, Haba, it's not really any of our business. And Shemayim, Hashem, as only Hashem can do, will paskin by each individual, because Hashem knows what he could have done deep down. So that's not the issue over here. And the fact that there's a tremendous Indian of them is also without a shayla. The shayla over here is, is there an Isidurabon of Lifneiver, what we call Messiah, the Shach's Mumr, the Shach's Mezid, would, would it apply to them? That is our big shayla, and that's one of the biggest shaylas in the Sudya, and that's why we're going back to it. So first let me show you the Bir Alacha. What would be the here? If you can't do without me, that's Lifneiver Dereza. Pick your Aveira. But if you can do without me, the Magad of Ram still holds its Asr Mid And the Shah says it's not for a moment, the Shah is where they fit in. Take a look at the Bear Lacha. It's one page, it's in Hokazyam Gipurim, Seidah Sudas Amafsekas, Tafeshkes. And the Bear Lacha spells out, he's talking about the Gedder of Ochea Tachiach and Arvus, and that's important, crucial for this Sugya, certainly according to the Shah. Who holds is built on Arvis as opposed to Magad of Ram. Take a look at the bracket. Eluha Parke Olagamri. The Birlacha wrote this. They weren't first generation Askala, but they were closer to the action, and many of them were first generation. Now already we're three, four generations uh, further. That builds in a little more of an excuse. Ramosha, who's living in America, is not convinced that's the ultimate excuse because if they're living in an area where they have access, and today, wherever you're living, you might have access if you're looking for it. If you're exploring. Lahachis doesn't have to mean necessarily you're doing it to make a point against religion. It means you couldn't care less, which means Rahman a cheeseburger, I forgot the cheeseburger, the tray for hamburger and the kosher hamburger, and it's the same price, and he just indiscriminately chooses the tray for one. That could be Lahachis also. He's not trying to make a statement, it just He's unfortunately so far gone, he couldn't care less. As opposed to the oven, if it's the same price and the same taste, he would take the kosher one, because he's only eating trefus out of taiva. And there's no taiva that's not going to get him anywhere. So, that's an important taich on the word, lahachis. Kfar yatza Remember, the pasuk is, amisecha. See, he's not b'chalal amisecha. Again, that doesn't tell you his position on Tehich Nishba. That's why I preface hysterically, he could be talking about many Yidin who just went off or grew up sort of from, had more access to it, and then it was more posh that they weren't a Tinshanish, but if he's Machal Shasvahesia at this point, then he'd be out of the gather of Amisecha. And the, the circumstance and backdrop in history is important when you look at each basic how he's donning this. And therefore, technically, it's not So why we'd be Makai of them, or why they try then, to go to the pier for the Machal Shabbat. The answer is, it's still a tremendous choice if you can bring them back. With you, somebody with the program, with you, with the chavra. Well, they're not necessarily a and but that might mean that they're so not with the program. They don't think they have any sheikhist to us, even if they're not out 
right sinim. So the Birlacha Pas is like this. Then, would he say that about somebody further out, generations later, has less access, little access? That's uh, the open question. But you look at the next line, this final line. He's not even sure about Machal Shav Shalom Fesia. You know what that is? That's a fellow who still cares enough that when uh, you see if the marshal, the Rav would walk by, he'd put the cigarette behind his back and he'd say, Good Shabbos. He has some busha. The Chavaz Chaim is not sure, and he's he's not sure whether he's Bechal Misecha. Koshkain, the first line. So the Peskim are a lot more makele in that scenario and in terms of the Isser to be machshal him we'd probably be machmer in that if, especially if it doesn't occasionally you wouldn't have the shach shach is talking about a, a mumer maybe a mumelachas or habitual meaning there's nobody to talk to the shayla is over here is the bilach referring to somebody habitual it sounds like he is based on the context of the comparison to the line before but he's still being careful not to go over a line of Machal Shach for Hesia. Okay, so maybe that does fit into the Shach's Mezid. That's the Shach. He's not sure. Yeshua, I am a Dover. But the first part he is sure about. The question is, where does it fit in with the Tinnish Nishka? So, there is a an understanding of the Chaz Nish. Rabbi Yashua clearly said many different occasions that if Persons in Eretz Yisrael, by and large, is that every single person, by and large, they have access that they really want to know, get through the smoke screens and the uh, red tape, and there are enough Haridim Ladvar Hashem, you could figure it out. And Haraya, there are many people who do. We wish many more, but how'd they figure it out? The answer is they started searching. You have to first understand you're on earth, and Ma Hashem Avakesh. You have to ask the question to be able to search for that. And if you don't, it's because most intelligent people deep down, there's an ashama there, and people would want to naturally search for ruchnius. It just becomes inconvenient in terms of cramping their lifestyle. And that stops most people. That we're not here to attack them, and we should never know from the Nisayan. But that's what Rabbi Yashav means, and those who, many Peskim who say it's not so pushed, they'd have a dinner with Tanish Nishma. Chaznish is widely quoted as saying that they all do because of the Gemara that we mentioned last week, which is also slightly misquoted, that we're not sure we're really Yetzi Tochacha because we're not that good at it. doesn't mean we're Pata Gamri, but we're not that good at it, and therefore somebody, even after our attempts, is like pre-Tochacha. So therefore, if they grew up not from, and they don't really know any better, and even if they had access, we wouldn't be that good at it, so they still have a dinner with Tinshanishma. So the Chaznish is quoted here as the, I can't call it a makel, uh, well, each side of the sugi has a cool, but I would like to mention, uh, Rima Mitchell brings down that the Chaznish only, what's misquoted about the Chaznish is that he's so makel, everybody's attention is not like uh, Ramesh and Rabbi Yashuv, if the, there is such a machlekes, but the Chaznish might only use it l'chumra, that he's not that far gone, and therefore there's still an onion of because there's still Ivers, because he's still somewhat with the program, even though he's not, because he's not Yotza Mechlala Misecha. 
that's a chum or anything, not a kula, whatever you want to call it. You don't have to call everything either a chum or a kula. It is what it is, and he's bechlam isecha according to the chaznish. He points out, and this is a fascinating piece of information, in the chaznish, one second, in the chaznish, the chaznish, when he talks about uh, not yet from Tinek Shanishba, when it comes to bishul akum, believe it or not, chaznish holds a mumer, if he cooks something, the food has an iser bishul akum. We're not necessarily machmer for that chumrah, but let's assume within that chumrah, and there are other places who say that, he says that even Bazman they would have an iser of bishlakum. Ah, but there are tinish and ishba, so chaznish holds there, but chalalim is so why are you dying them as a guy? The answer is, he only uses that when it's a chumrah over there, and over here it's a chumrah not to eat from what they're cooking, and therefore the chaznish uses it. L'chumra. And here we mean L'chumra in both directions. He said, you still have a Chiyav Arvis, you got to help him out. And you can't be over the Dwarbanon of Misayeya, even not like the Magadavad, even like the Shah, because he's B'chal Misechem. And on the flip side of cooking, if he cooks, then there's an Ishobish Lachem. Happily, we're not Makbid for that Chumra, by and large, anyway, but it comes up. And then he not yet from lady cooking thing, you know, she's Jewish, thinking Yiddish, you know, she's Jewish, her mother's Jewish, grandma, and she's Jewish. But she's not yet from, you have to dam, well, the tzad dino ka'akum is that the nabachalam isecha. That tzad is that they're not a tinkshanishba, because they have access, all right, she's working in your house. So, the chaznish who said they're still a tinkshanishba, but didn't say it over here. That's what's fascinating. So even the chaznish is widely quoted for that, not so posh I want to suggest. Well, what if the person's not interested? Then how can I listen? Then they're totally not interested. Then uh, there were everybody we're talking about is totally not interested until we get them interested. The tiny is should they be getting interested? Everybody, uh, you understand right? Everybody starts off. Uh, they don't want to know from it. And uh, I was once on um, an airline. Now that everybody's flying again, we get uh, some more of these uh, mice. I'm sure over the next uh, year. But uh, this one. Doesn't have to be repeated. It happened a few times in various form, but this particular fellow, again, the plane, it's an Indian of just basic menschlichkeit and bell especially if you're on an airline flight. The guy sitting next to you is probably a yid. The minigailum should be that you sit down and you say, Hello, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? Somewhere before landing, but hopefully very before. It gets very uncomfortable. I've had people tell me stories. They said, yeah, they would have, but uh, yeah, as I, as I know what happens. You didn't do it for the first 20 minutes, then you couldn't do it for the first hour, and then he fell asleep, and you're not going to do it eight hours in. All of a sudden, eight hours in, you say, that's the guy, Shalom Aleichem? Well, I don't think he would scream at you. Do you think he's going to say, now you say Shalom Aleichem? I don't think that's going to happen. But the sooner the better. And, uh, okay, you got to get your bags, you get everything settled, you finally settle in, you're happy you made the flight by at least 10 seconds. And you uh, breathe out, and so I said Shalom Aleichem. He said something like that back or good evening, and didn't look like the type of guy who really wanted to talk. And you know, some people get on the flight, they want to sleep and do their own thing. Today, they just you can't get him off the phone because he's just glued to the screen. So be happy if you could say hello. Um, can you lower that for a second? I just want to see your face once, and then you can go back to what you're doing. Whatever the case may be, it's it's more challenging now. If you want to be uh, alone and very uh, reclusive, you can hide. So after we said hello, about uh, two three hours later, apropos to nothing. He leans over to me and he says, um, you know, I really respect you people. 
apropos to nothing. I, after I recovered, I said, oh, thank you very much. Um, what do you respect and which people are you talking about? Even though I had a faint idea. He said, you know, Haredim, he says, you know, he turns to me very serious. He says, I really feel very strongly that you guys are upholding the whole Messiah. And because of you, we have traditional Judaism, the real authentic, passed on for generation to generation. And it's really important, so keep up the good work. I said, okay. So I said, you know, I happen to agree with you. You're a million percent right. He says, are you Shemir Tarmitz? Do you keep mitzvahs? Is, you know, you're part of this Messiah? He says, no, 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 no. It's not for me. That's not why I brought it up. It's not a giving 100 disclaimers. Is I just want you to know that I'm not anti, and I really hold it's very important for the Jewish people that somebody's doing it. That's like a made of a mixes. I wasn't going to ask him to make a shua based on that, but that's good. That's already that. That's a hakara coming from a guilty feeling that maybe he thinks that like it's five hours into the flight and I'm going to start asking him to put on someone with the wash or something like that, which wouldn't be necessarily. Uh, if I talk to him, I'm learning. Yeah, I live with neither. So Rabbi Yosef holds. There's no issue to learn before bichlatera. It's just a bittul mitzvah. He's not holding there. You can share it with if you can get him to say Bichlatera or say it for him again, there's a Chiyav Ivers. If there's a Chiyav Ivers. And that's what's so, it's a basic Shaila. You want to start, give a Dvar He doesn't have to know how to say Bichlatera. So why get into Shaila? Say it for me again. You said it already. Say it again. That's Mamash Ivers. Yatsamitzi. Problem is, Quintus Birlocha. This guy I just told you about is not anti. And he say, he holds of it. And they, they start telling me sometimes, once in a while, he puts on two. Okay, so he's b'chal misachas, then I can say the bracha for him. But if he's not, then we have a big machlekes, whether it's a tinish nishpa, whether it's that would be b'chal misacha, then there's no arvis. And keep that last thought in mind, because that's going to be nagea to a lot of the cases we're going to discuss. The practical nafkamina is not like abis chayvayinish and all the other things. Practical nafkamina is over here. Is there a chi of arvis? And making brachas for them is one of those very important nafkaminas. So if you hold like the Chaznish, maybe, um, said it um, in one direction, we allow you to make a bracha on it. Now that we know his other position, like Abba the Bishalakim, it's not so pushing. So it's a little bit like everything else, overquoted, and it's just an easier for to understand. That's why people like overquoting it. And that's why it's an important idea to know the Chaznish himself was Machmir in the other direction, not to treat them as a regular Tinnish and Ishba. One historical item which I think plays a role over here, I mentioned the Birloch is writing it in the context of second, third generation, or possibly first generation. Haskalah now are six generations, they know less, and they're more lost, and they're spread all over America. So I was realizing that the Chazanish, I mentioned to you, I like to, it's always important for a sugi if you can, to bridge the gap of the Machlekes as best as you can, either based on the Lumdis or based on analyzing which cases they were talking about. So I have a strong feeling that the Machlech is the Chaznish, let's say, against Rabbi Yoshev on whether they have a status of Tishnish, but already we just made it shrink a lot because the Chaznish himself has made that he only uses the Chumrah. I think it's more than that. The Chaznish lived, he was Nifter in 53, Lemis Barm. And when he was writing the Sefer Chaznish over many decades, it was at the worst time, the peak of the damage of Haskalah was a, a bar that kept going up in the wrong direction. started a couple hundred years ago, but you look at the stories before the war, 
it was at its worst. And they were coming from years and centuries of persecution and poverty and not saying therefore it's mutter, but it's where it's coming from until Akash Baruch Hu brought a major, major world change to the whole way we live and exist as a Kehillah in a positive way for me to so you have to always ingrain that that helped us a tremendous, tremendous amount and otherwise Mizrahmi wouldn't be surviving the Chazanish having lived in Europe before the war, after the war, before the next war, after the war and in Yisrael to 53, just to give you a half a minute history lesson Eretz Yisrael till 1953 and then some was, how do I put this uh, delicately and not so was a one party autocratic dictatorship basically it was like, well, like a communist country it's, you think things are challenging today but at least today we have a voice, we have parties it's deadlocked, as you've noticed the last three years it's like 50-50 it's never been that good that's not good, the 50-50 we'd wish to be, but like what just happened today we managed to get to this topic when so, well, government keeps falling apart because half the country wants to remain with some Yiddish atam. In the early days, there were very few from people, very few yeshivas, very few B'nai Teira. Um, the Aguda had one MK. One. Imagine. It's always talking to the Chaznish and the Biskara. One. That, that no voice, no money, no power. And the average person in the street was not a person you can claim, well, you have access, just join the millions of from people and join them and just go to the Sima Shas in Teddy Stadium. Is there a place like that? Remember something about Teddy Stadium. We fill up all the stadiums here in America as we this week, last week, at Baruch Hashem and there. Where, 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 this was, we're used to this now, this was unheard of shortly after Hakamas Medina and certainly before that. And there was no matzav in a positive way of the yeshiva world and everything they were doing to celebrate their learning and their steiging. It didn't exist. And due to their, the achidim, the tremendous mesiris nefesh, they built it from scratch. And the chaznish is talking to the picture of your average Israeli then. The taka had, you want to understand why he held them to be a tenshinish, but the taka had no access. They weren't looking at any sizable community that they could say, oh, I wish I was part of them, they're doing so well, and they're so strong, and they have such convictions. If you look at Yechidim, you would see that, but they were tiny, and everybody's predicting that they wouldn't survive, and Ben-Gurion only made the deal with the Chaznish about not drafting Shiva Bochum, as he told his trusted cabinet members, they were furious that he gave in on this, and he said, don't worry about it, another generation that aren't going to be in Yeshiva Bochum. Well, Baruch Hashem, he's not running the world. So, you understand the context of the Chaznish you want to talk about that they have access to really having a Havamin of improving and joining something. The answer is uh, probably not in the retention ish, but at least the Chumar. Abiyosho, Shalmazalman, those girls who were commenting, commenting 30, 40 years later. And there was Mamish, a different world. And it's so, and that explains why Ramesha was Mesopic, leaning towards the fact that still in New York. Wasn't so posh. It was in New York uh, from the get-go. Okay, in the Lower East Side, the 1930s, they were poor, but, but they were larger number. They had somewhat organized Kahilas. It's a free country, and you could decide what you want. You look. We have no idea the pressure you can have 
if you don't know the history, you're surprised. You mentioned that the state of Israel was like a communist country at the at the onset. Go learn the history. It, they had complete control of the media. The reason these disasters happened with Yalda Tehran and the kidnapping of the kids and the uh, the brainwashing, all that that can never I can't say can never happen, but it doesn't happen routinely today because they can't get away with it. So the fact that 50-50 people complaining about it, so fry, 50% is fry. 50-50 is um, a lot better than it used to be. So I think that further shrinks the machlekes. It's going to boil down to each individual and each man. how much could they really reach out and how reasonable is it to say that if they really thought about it, they'd have the courage to reach out and really learn. Now it's more accessible than ever before. And it could be that's why the Peskimo Machman in Ramesh's time, even though that too was written many years ago, it was the United States of America. It was a free country, and people did think, and they thought for themselves, and they had the ability to go. It wasn't easy, but they had the ability without getting persecuted. So I think that further uh, shrinks the Machlekes. There is still a Machlekes over here, but it, I believe it's a question of degree. So, when I say it's ours to uh, be makar of them anyway, no matter what level, and lagabi the schar v'anish and batur, only Akash Baruch would know. Just have uh, two minutes left. I'm going to just start with a question that is incredible. The next part of the sugya is a continuation of this. We're going to focus more on the arvus and the kirv aspect in terms of, is there ever a scenario where you could do an avera, a small avera, to say something from a large avera? Now, I'll mention this probably tomorrow night again, and I started mentioning it last night. This is not to be confused with the shayla with Ramesha and Rabbi Yoshev against others. Can you invite them for Shabbos when it's the Lifni Iver shayla? Because there, the argument could be made. Ramesha doesn't like that argument. Ramesha holds not only is it lift neither, it's Macy's Medeach. A very strong Lashinus. But the argument, the other side, is well, lift neither is about hurting them and Ruchnias, but if I'm trying to improve it and it's the only way to get them from, maybe there's room for it. Ramesha and others held not so, and that's an old Machalikis. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm talking about doing it, not lift neither on Bimashal them, which is lift neither is an Avera for me. Talking about an actual Avera, you probably can't think of a case right now that doesn't come up that often, but the Gemara is a famous Gemara that has a case, and all the Klolom are going to be learned out from that case. It's going to take us a few nights to go. It's fascinating. It's one small Gemara with one relatively small Tesis, and Tesis only has three other cases in Shas, and he tries to figure out what the Klol is. The name of the Sugi is Chatei B'Shir Shetiska Chavercha. Is there such a possibility. Can you ever do that? If there's a large gap, you'll do a small drop on another drop on a small for a very large gain on the other side. So, as you're picking, you know, you have to try to help him out, but you're also trying to protect your Ruchnias. Why should you do an Avera? Because he's going to have a gain. You feel bad for him, but you're doing an Avera. And the Gemara has a Lushan, like it's Pushit. We don't say... What's the scenario? And we're going to begin to talk about that tomorrow night. Uh, the question, which you know, we're not going to just justice to, it's uh, 34 already. The question came to me an hour ago from an Israeli jail, uh, and uh, I just I couldn't believe Mamish uh, touches upon the sugya, but we're not going to do justice to it now. It'll take me five minutes just to get the question, so we'll pick up with that uh, tomorrow night. Mitzvah and then we'll follow up after that on Tuesday.